Unidentified objects moving through the sky is not a subject we talk about frequently on this podcast, but it is a subject our listeners are always eager to hear. Tonight, we talk with someone who has witnessed unexplained aerial phenomena while at work, and he's here tonight to share his experience. everyone and welcome to the hometown haunts podcast i am your host cat loco along with me on this exploration into the unknown are my friends jen kohler and christina wald so it's been a while since we've done a show happy krampus not for everyone who celebrates or krampus night so yes i i startled little dude with a tale he found my krampus ornament and went who is this mom? And I said, oh boy, let me tell you about Krampus. And uh, I refused to show him any actual photos of Krampus from Germany. That's a good idea. Nightmare. (laughs) I didn't need that drama, but we just kept it to the ornament. We put it up high. So now he knows to be good because Krampus is watching and may take him away to a dark, scary woods. Yep. Different than the one that we did. So we had American Thanksgiving. And Jen had COVID. So yes. how's everyone doing? I'm doing much better. I thought it only lasted a week and then it came back. So I was out for a good two, three weeks with it. But um, I'm doing good. Nothing good. new to report. Still don't have a job. <laughs> well, you got your voice back. That's important. Yes. Can you smell and taste things? Yes. Good. I really thought... Uh, it happened a couple of days in and I was just like, hmm, this is interesting. I can eat anything, you know, and I'm really sensitive to smells in my house mm-hmm. because, you know, I have two cats and I live in a condo. So other people, when they cook, it comes into my place and didn't bother me at all. Those two mm-hmm. weeks, I'm like, I would be okay if I never got my sense of smell back, <laughs> but it came back. Yeah. With a vengeance? No. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Didn't like discover anything new had happened or broken or anything. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad you got your sense of taste back. I remember when Mike lost his and he's like, I could eat anything. The same same statement and went and ate extremely hot curry. And his response was, although I could not taste the hot curry, man, could I feel it throughout the rest of my body? Oh, wow. That had to be interesting. Yeah, no, or at least not that fun. <laughs> no, it's not, not fun. fun. No. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It, it was weird eating something you knew the taste of because you've eaten it before and not tasting it, mm-hmm. but you still kind of taste it because it's in your brain. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. 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 So, so did you have yeah. COVID over Thanksgiving? No, it ended right before. Oh, that's so good. I was able to see the family and taste turkey. And taste turkey. Yeah. Okay. Christina, how are you? Oh, it's been very busy. Lots of school visits. <laughs> I don't yes, know why they all happened at once. Yes, yes. I had one Friday. I had a, I, I was at a museum on um, Sunday at the um, 
Beringer Crawford Museum, and we were talking about the train rolls onto the North Pole, and I read it, and they sold out of all the books, and it was really fun. And a couple weeks ago, I was up, uh, Maza Museum is a children's book illustration museum, kind of similar to Billy Ireland. And um, they got some of my work, they acquired some of my work a couple years ago. And so they also, uh, through them, I was doing some school visits up there. Uh, close to that's kind of it's in Finley, Ohio. So I was there for a couple of days of school visits, and that was really fun too. Signed lots and lots of books, and wow. uh, now I'm trying to catch up and finish a couple of picture books that I have to illustrate, and I'm trying to finish by the end of the year. Wow, busy! Awesome. You can yes, yes, yeah. Well, I'm also getting my travel log out. I'm about to upload that to Ingram Spark. Oh, good. Did wow. everything go okay? With my last yes, edit? Yes, yes, okay. I did. And uh, okay. another friend also edited it. So I'm making final Good. edits on that and finishing all the, and okay. I'm going to be uh, experimenting with print on demand because people are raving about Ingram Sparks. So I'm thinking about, and then I also, okay. a friend of our, a friend of ours, uh, Vanessa, who we, I think we talked about her cats on the show before. Mm -hmm. um, she recently had her kid's book come out on Amazon direct and I thought it looked pretty good. And I thought for the travelogues, I might just mm -hmm. do those all Ingram Spark. Okay. okay. Can you, do you have to be exclusive with them or can you put it on Amazon? Most people too? do on both uh, Ingram and Amazon. Okay. The thing that's really nice about, and the reason I'm going to do this is because I will not have to worry about international shipping. People all over the world can order it and um, they yeah. do not have to pay 20 to $30 to get it right. just mm -hmm. for the shipping. Right. And you, you have overseas friends, so that's awesome. Yes, yes. So yeah. um, that, that's that's a big plus. So when will, when will the book be available for people to buy? Uh, the travelogue should be available in probably about a week. Nice. Yeah. So it's 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 just like 60 pages. It's five point uh, five and a half inches by eight and a half. And it's just sort of a travelogue. It's sort of a daily diary about my month in France. Nice. Well, well I thought it was beautiful since I. Oh, had... did you like it? Well, oh, I'm glad you liked it. it first. <laughs> They're all watercolors, aren't they? Uh, some ink, and some watercolor, and some gouache. Okay. Yeah, and I like the story like a... about the cows. Oh yes. Yeah, and <laughs> the sunflower field. Yeah, there mm -hmm. was there was a there's a lot of harrowing car stories. That too. Um, because uh, the, I, it was my first time driving in a foreign country, really. And fortunately, they drive on the same right side of the road as, uh, as we do, but getting used to their completely contactless gas stations. So there was no one there to help you to figure out how to do stuff. Mm. And there was also, uh, I have this little section about, I, I have never driven a diesel car before in the the car that I had was diesel and you have to put an additive in your gas in your tank called add blue, which is for environmental reasons. Mm -hmm. And when we rented the car, I saw the little light on. And I said, what's this? And she said, oh, you won't ever have to worry about this. This is no big deal. She said, it's just something that diesel cars have here. And of course, within a couple of days, like the light was flashing and saying that the car would stop working in a hundred kilometers if I didn't get this footage. And oh. so I was having to stop at all these places and figure out not only what it was, but how it got, went into the car. Yeah. So yeah. finally a young man, you know, helped this, this old lady <laughs> and he helped me put, he put, he put it in my car and he helped me learn how to pay it and everything. And so it was very nice. Mm. Um, you know, 
a good tip when you're in um, another country, for some reason, my USAA credit card, like when I would put it, it would suddenly do everything in English. So that was really nice. Oh, that, that is, is a good cool. one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's a quick catch up. Yeah. Okay. So other show announcements before we get on to Fred, who's been very patient with yes. us, like catch up for the past few weeks. Um, so my post-apocalyptic monster comic, Spiritus Maximus, has returned after a four-year hiatus. You can find that on Webtoon. And then on March 2nd, 2024, is the second annual Frogman Fest in Loveland, Ohio. Find out more information at frogmanfestival.org. And I know they have started promoting that, and it will, it looks like it will be a lot of fun. So I can't wait to see all the cryptid cosplayers once again. I hope they wear squeaky shoes. I so, think we should cosplay. Yeah, which is we'll decide that later. <laughs> TBD. I don't know. Um, I, I don't usually cosplay because I'm too busy drawing. So tonight, Jen, would you like to introduce our guest for tonight? Sure, everyone. This is my brother-in-law, Manfredi Barbie, um, Fred for short. Okay. Um, he is an airline pilot. And over Thanksgiving, he said, oh, I saw these flying lights. After years of me asking him if he's ever seen anything, this is the first time he saw something. So, Manfred. Yes. You want to tell us the story? Well, well yeah. Sure. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah you're very welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially, like, short notice, Jen was just like, hey, my brother-in-law. He's seen UFOs, and we're like, "Great, let's get him on." And then, well, and he's damn, actually here home are. this week because yeah. normally he's he's gone quite a bit, flying around the world. Yeah, basically. And, yeah. And before we get too much into the story, I do want to know more about your background, and also, you used to be a DJ. Yes. And, and also, what? Sorry. You used to be a DJ. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was a long time ago in a different lifetime, in a different country, uh, <laughs> when I was relatively young, and I used to play around at the radio station. I just started just, like, doing silly stuff and helping people out, and eventually I got end up being on the air, and I had the shows and whatever and on, and it was, and it was fun, but it was more like a small radio station from a small town, and uh, it had a limited range. It was an FM. Uh, mm -hmm. We had a tower, we had transmitters and all that kind of stuff, uh, but it wasn't anything, you know, not the uh, uh, voice of America by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so that was, yeah, that was well before I got into aviation. Do you um, have tapes? I don't have tapes. I, well, I, let, let's just say that I could probably retrieve some tapes from a friend of mine that's still um dabbles with radio he's been doing mostly web radio for the last uh, i don't know about 10 years or so um okay. he probably still has something but i don't know okay. what i assume it would be in italian so i it won't understand be, yeah. it but i would yeah. love to hear it okay well i'll see i'll have to i'll have to send out the feeler and see if i can find anything i'm sure he's got it in some weird arcane format like a <laughs> high eight digital tape or some. <laughs> silly thing because there were a lot of different strange things that were coming up back then so this we're talking yeah. about ooh, uh straight up in the middle of the 80s pretty much yeah okay so, yeah but yeah, yeah that was I a long time that, ago so i haven't done any of that i still have some i still have a good microphone that i can't use for anything anymore but mm. <laughs> you could have yeah. used it tonight not with a web <laughs> oh 
I would have to invest in a series of equipment to interface uh, you that should with, hook uh, it up into your 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 sound system and yell at the kids in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's always a good idea. Yeah, but you know, it's way too much effort. I can just yell. That's no, good that's enough. True. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that works for the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, what got into what got you into aviation? Uh, well, I've always wanted to do it. It just it just ended up being an opportunity, and uh, I tried it, and I was like, you know, I'm hooked. Um, this is it. Um, aviation is one of those things. Um, I was a flight instructor for many years, so I did what they called uh, discovery flights. So let's say that you wanted to get into aviation and uh, uh, you go to an airport and it's like, oh, I would like to go fly an airplane. I wonder how that works. Well, most flight school offer an intro flight and is usually at a very discounted rate. So you go in and, you know, you sit down and they you talk about what you're going to do. You go out on the airplane, you look at the things, you get on the airplane, you go fly with an instructor that can fly the airplane. And, you know, you get in the air and it's like, OK, you hold on to it now and you fly it. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, I would always tell people when the I would do the demo flights. I would tell them, it's like, you know, just remember, this is crack cocaine. So you're going to try it once. You're going to get hooked and you're not going to want to stop. And that's pretty much true for most people. Uh, anybody that is that shows any interest in it gets into it and tries it and is up there in the air and is like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I want to do this every day. And then, you know, from there you go on and you do the rest of it. You become, you get your ratings, you get your licenses and you become a flight instructor. You go work for the regional airlines, the main airlines or wherever else you want to go, cargo, air ambulance. I mean, there's a lot of options. And, uh, you know, and that's how I ended up on that one. I've been doing it now since commercially since 97. Wow. So it's been a few years. I've worked for two different regional airlines. Um and uh, I've gone through the ups and downs of the aviation industry, and um, I am currently flying private jets. So okay. that's where I'm at right now. So, but not wow. the company private jets. Isn't yeah. that a company too? It's a big company. Yes. It's yeah. let's just say that is the bigger fractional company out there without saying the name. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. that, that pretty much gives the idea to anybody that has any idea what it is, they would understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder one pilot to another. Do you talk about UFO sightings like people talk about ghost stories? Like uh, my friend, no, not not here. not a ton. I mean, occasionally that subject comes up, but it's not like the main thing we talk about. It's more mm-hmm. like you know adventures that we had on the ro- on the road, and that, by adventure I mean like you know crazy stuff that has happened to us, or like stupidity that has to do with like work. Yeah, like it would be office office gossip or things mm-hmm. like that uh, on a regular job. Um, occasionally we get to talk about this stuff, but not really a whole lot. I mean, most of us have been out there flying for a long time. I've never really seen anything. I mean, I hadn't seen anything until last month. So, wow. You know, and all an that time, that yeah. last well, month. At least, okay, let, let me let me rephrase this. Uh, by see anything, I mean it's like see anything that was not explainable. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is I, I why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and so, let me preface before we continue that Fred is the most logical person I have ever met, and wow. when I am going crazy and emotional. I call them up, my sister and Fred up, and I go, I need logic brain. And they give me logic brain to a fault. <laughs> and no I mean, fault he's, he's not a uh, Spock level logical, but he's damn near close. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just that needed to yeah. be said. You know, I get it. <laughs> no, like uh, Mike, my husband is also extremely logical and also has witnessed a UFO. 
Okay. Only once. So it it just takes once. But with that said, Fred, I did not mean that to rhyme. Um, (laughs) Please share your experience with us. Uh, So this was, uh, let's just say the airplanes I fly, fly relatively high altitude, above what the um, commercial traffic uh, altitudes are. Um, So we're flying at night. Uh, Most of the time I'm flying day trips. Uh, Occasionally we get those times where you get stuck on a night schedule and this particular week i was stuck on a night schedule which i enjoy because there's less traffic there's less stuff going on um and i like flying at night i'm a night person by choice now i have kids so in real life that doesn't happen when i'm home but when i'm on the road i can do that uh and we were flying um not too far north of cincinnati as a matter of fact on basically on a um the first night that it was on west to east um, line, um, basically going through the middle of Ohio. And, uh, actually before we got to that, we were pretty much over Illinois and we were uh, off the left hand side of the airplane. We were looking at, uh, uh, Lake Michigan and, uh, I was flying with another guy and he was just looking out the window and he's like, what are those lights up there? Do you see those? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I just took me a second. I started looking and we were noticing some high altitude lights. So we consider that we were at 43,000 feet or 45,000 feet. This stuff was well above us. Um, there is nothing uh, that I know out of the military jets that goes above 51,000 feet, just as a reference. So this stuff was well above that. Um, so the first thought that comes to mind when you see stuff in the sky, and I've seen it before, uh, International Space Station, you see that going by. Uh, satellite that's shining the light. Uh, you can see those. Uh, Starlink is another one. Uh, those are all pretty obvious and visible because they go in a trajectory. So uh, if you know if you see them, is it a crossing one way or the other in front from behind and passing you over, but it's going in the same direction. They're not changing direction. Uh, and they're well up there. And this stuff looks looked at the same height that you would see a satellite. Um, except it was moving at a much faster speed and it was changing directions. Oh, okay. And it kind of almost like uh, looked like an aerial fight. <laughs> but um, the strange part of that is that there is, it, when they do that kind of stuff at high altitude, they're not doing it with the lights on. Um, you know, they're, they're using the electronics, they're doing everything else, they're going stealth, they're not visible. Um, other factor was that there is an airspace over Lake Michigan that is a military operation area where they do practice and they do things. And, they, you know, we know the military has machines that do things that we are not aware of. That's fine. Um, but when we inquired and we asked air traffic control if there was something going up there, they said, nope, the airspace is cold. There's nobody up there. They mm. were not showing anybody. So that was like, we're like, are we seeing things? You know, this went on for a little bit. And then we just kind of lost track because we had clouds and things and we didn't see it anymore. Well, fast forward to the next night, we're doing the same thing in the opposite direction. And lo and behold, we're seeing the same thing. And at this point, we're like listening when we fly, we usually monitor on the secondary radio um, the emergency frequency, just in case something happens. This is kind of, it's always been the case, but it was been more so after 9-11. Uh, so if somebody needs to get a hold of you, you missed a radio call, whatever, you get called on emergency frequency. And 
we started talking with other pilots that we're monitoring and asking us like, hey, you guys see the lights? And they're like, yeah, we see the lights over Lake Michigan. What is that stuff? Nobody had any explanation for it. They were doing the same exact thing. Um, and so we were kind of baffled by this whole situation. We were not the only one. So there were like at least other four airplanes that were seeing the same things we were seeing. Um, air traffic control had nothing. And uh, I have no clue what that was. Wow. But I know for a fact that that was not a satellite. That was definitely not Starlink because those are usually a line of satellites that goes through at the same time. It was not the ISS because, again, same as the satellite goes in a straight line. I No clue. Was it like no. a, a zigzag pattern or like? It almost looked like it was going on a on a holding pattern, like a racetrack pattern. Um, okay. But the speeds were not consistent with being doing that. It was just okay. moving at, at moments of very fast speeds and then not really moving and kind of disappearing and coming back around again. So, so. How, how do you tell how fast it's going? Do you judge it against the speed of the plane? You judge it based on what you see the objects out there. I mean, I see airplanes flying around the sky all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, I'm used to seeing what the normal speeds differences are. Gotcha. from what we're doing and this did not jive with any of that stuff okay so what was it i don't know could it it could be anything i have no, no. clue I, I can't say that it was necessarily aliens but right. it, by definition this is what you would call a ufo well yeah, yeah. because uh, and on our end it was unidentifiable so was i know when... my partner filed a report oh. uh and he got a call back i don't think he heard anything i he hasn't told me uh of any on inner response um you know, it was it wasn't close. Uh, it wasn't anything that you know. I was like, oh, I just saw the flying saucer next to me. That was not the case. It was at a distance, so it, it could have been a lot of different things. Um, but it was very strange. Yeah. Just for our listeners, I'm going to ask: your it was not a drone. <laughs> no, it was definitely not a drone. <laughs> I don't know. There's no way. Um, I don't think you get, you're going to be able to fly a drone anything mm -hmm. above those altitudes because you don't have enough uh, air density to sustain flight with that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so I guess they might have something that is jet powered. <laughs> that is a drone that can go up there, but I don't know about it. Yeah. So, it's, so I'm so... guessing that's close to the stratosphere. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was guessing between 60 and 70,000 feet, okay. if not above. Wow. And satellites are above that, um, yeah. you know, by, by quite a bit. But, you know, when you get that high, you can't really judge the, the altitude. Mm -hmm. I yeah. really have no way of knowing that at all. Okay. No. And he, was it, what color were they shining? Um, it, it, it was uh, red and white and green and shifting. Um, so that was a variety. It just, it was kind of almost a pulsating light, mm -hmm. but random. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I've heard there's more and more just regular in news stories, more and more low orbit satellites. They said that there's quite a large amount of junk flying around lower and lower satellite wise. Mm -hmm. So there I is, but then again, it, when yeah. you're talking on orbit, you're talking about, you know, it's following this was uh, actually moving pattern around, around the earth. Yeah. 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 The unexpected Which is what pattern. made me rule it out. Yeah, that's what makes it weird is the unexpected movement. Yeah, is the is the moving uh the the, the changing of direction is what really made it unusual. 
-hmm. and no, it wasn't the uh, space station uh, tool bag that was dropped. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> it was a giant cat toy. <laughs> possible. Possible. Yeah. It's... Well, don't you know a cat lives on the moon and needs something to play with? True, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of their little laser toys. Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting story, though, Fred. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the only time I've ever seen anything, and I've been over the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean in the middle of the night many a time, um, mm -hmm. and seen nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aurora Borealis a couple of times, you know, Northern Lights, but that's uh, cool. Man. Yeah, those are cool, but no, no strange, unexplained lights that I can tell. Planets, right. stars, sure, but airplanes. No, no unexpected time. All time is accounted for. Yes, as far as I okay. know. Gotta, gotta <laughs> ask that too. Didn't see any owls. No. no. Okay. So yeah. and I'm sure this was recorded on your black box. Does your plane have a black box? Uh, yeah, well, the black box doesn't really record what you see outside the window. Well, no, yeah. I mean, you talking about it. Uh, probably. That, that information is long gone. Oh, it doesn't it say. It's not retain. It, it's um, anything. So there's two two pieces of equipment on an airplane. One is what you call the flight box. is a flight data recorder and just records parameters from the airplane, like uh, the uh, control movements of the, the, the control surfaces or the engines or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then there is a cockpit voice recorder, which records the voice uh, of the flight crew talking to each other. Uh, through multiple microphone and the headset and everything else. Uh, and those are two separate items. And both of them are really only used for accident investigation. Gotcha. Um, they are not, they are not allowed to pull them for anything else, but. Okay. So, so there's laws uh, unless something okay. happened, um, catastrophic uh, and, uh, or, you know, bad enough that somebody got hurt. Right. Seriously. Right. Uh, that, that would be the only time would those get pulled off. And they cannot be used for, you know, they can only use to determine causes and that's it. Not right, culpability right. or anything else. Huh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that wouldn't have wouldn't have had wouldn't have helped in that case. And and okay. and sadly, I, I wish, you know, as I'm gone enough uh, and I carry enough crap with me to be gone for like a week at a time and not knowing where I'm going to go the next day. So I have to be prepared for everything. So I don't have enough room to carry around a decent camera. So the mm -hmm. only thing I have is the cell phone, which at night they're absolutely useless. Yeah. So there's no way to get any of that. I didn't even try because, you know, you're going to see yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, and if we're moving and the subject is moving, it's going to be real hard unless yeah. it's a video. Yeah. But mostly there is no light. And I got oh, light too. in the background in the cockpit and I got a, a window that is multi-paned and reflects lights. And yeah, well, when you were flying over Ohio and this is was over Lake Illinois, Michigan. Ohio, somewhere in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah. I don't, yeah. you would need a pretty big camera for that. Well, you know, when you're up there, if you go wide angle, you can see a lot. But uh, you, you don't you know how bad. I want to sit in a cockpit and fly with you, Fred, because of the pictures that you have sent. I get so jealous because yeah. not very many people get that view on the world. Yeah. Even no, when you're true. on a plane, you don't see what the pilot sees. No. And my problem, I could never be a pilot because I would fly. Oh, pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jenny, Jenny would not be good. Jenny no. would not be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no. What is before we let you go, sorry, Christina, what are the typical things you do see in the sky then? 
by typical well i mean you you got cool stuff that happens because of uh, you know like like rainbows or uh you know round rainbows that you can see halos and things like that or uh going through the top of the clouds uh, and if you have an airplane in front of you that's going through the top of the clouds you can see their like wingtip vortices creating the little whirlies mm-hmm. up on the top um you know the view that you have of certain things as you're flying uh, it, it gives you a completely different perspective. You know, if mm-hmm. flying over the Grand Canyon on a clear day uh, with mm-hmm. no haze, it's just like you see the whole thing in front of you. Um, but, you know, those those are the, the things that we see on a daily basis. Sunset, sunrises. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a bird's eye view that not everybody gets to see. And even when you're in the back of an airplane, usually you have just a little side window. I have like pretty much the whole front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 180 degree view of what's in front of me. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's at times very nice. A, a lot of times there's not a whole lot to see. <laughs> yeah. And it gets well, boring. Well, that's what I was going to say that the, the pilots have discovered some pretty interesting stuff. Cause there was like in Canada, that giant beaver dam that was like the biggest thing they'd ever seen. Like the, the beavers had built like this giant dam and mm-hmm. somewhere in Canada and you could only see it from air. Oh, wow. that's crazy! Yeah, it was really strange. Um, you know, they, they, they for that they built something that large. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you probably see some really weird stuff like that. May not not necessarily know what it is, but mm-hmm. no, you see cool stuff. I, I remember, you know, everybody pretty much knows about the Fermi Lab in uh, Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. With the particle accelerator, there's two in the world. One is in Switzerland, the other one is in Chicago. Because yeah. It's really cool when you're looking at it from the air. You can see the whole circle and where it goes around. Oh, Sorry, I said neat. Yes, it is. And then I, I don't know when I was reading about there is there is another lab somewhere. I think is in Tennessee or Alabama or Mississippi, somewhere down south, uh, where they actually have two buildings in a shape of an L. And they're measuring the Earth accelerations on the two axes, oh, which neat. is kind of a neat thing. And I just, you know, I had happened to read an article about it, and then just I'm flying, I'm like, that looks like, oh, there he is. <laughs> that is so cool. Have you yeah. ever flown over Chernobyl? Are you allowed uh, to fly over Chernobyl? I don't know. I can tell you that nobody's flying over Russia right now. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no yeah, that's true that's true i was just wondering if if you know we're not flying over russia could. we're not flying over iran we're not flying yeah, over a bunch of places that we're not yeah. flying. they, they so. said uh the, the the cern i was obsessed with this a few years ago and i still have not ruled it out but they have an artist residency where you go and hang out with the scientists and do oh. art and i was like i really wanted to do it and i have not ruled it out yet but it looks oh, really do cool it, do it, do it, do it. i know wouldn't that be neat to live in switzerland for like a month and watch the scientists work and document them and draw them and, and you know all that yeah. stuff that yeah. would be really cool that would be really neat help me figure out stuff i have questions too but aren't smart enough to figure out on my own hmm. that's when a lot of times i ask i ask fred though. huh they can't help you with your taxes though no that i don't care about no it's it's more, more like science things i don't understand a lot of times i call and ask fred stuff because he knows uh-huh. stuff and yeah and what i don't know i make up and i make it convincing yeah. yeah. So I'll believe him. I'll believe you. <laughs> well, that's why when, when I 
you know, we've been talking the last couple of days about the Romania trip that we're going to do. And my friend Iwan is a plant biologist. And so I'm always asking her about all the plants. And I always say she could tell me anything. <laughs> I'd be like, right. oh, that's really interesting. And she yeah. could just make it up. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, unless you have anything else to add, I do have a question is, yeah. and we can edit this part out. Um, when did you see these and what time? Oh, so um, I can look up MUFON's records, which is the uh, new uh, network. You will have to give me one quick minute and I'm going to disappear from video and go get my work phone and find out because I can give you better information on that because otherwise okay. I won't be correct. So I'll be right back. Yeah, we can oh, edit no. this. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's just, I want to check with the Mutual UFO Network because if he witnessed it, maybe somebody down in Chicago... Or oh, around, totally. Yeah. Uh, like Michigan had witnessed it, and I want to just double check. Or if, like, maybe the other pilots called in or something. Yeah, or, yeah, if, if there's any other uh, people. And they're in Cincinnati. Where's their, yeah. where's their um, building? Is it a secret? <laughs> it, I don't think secret. it's a, Is it really? Well, right now it is. Uh. <laughs> and, but, yeah. It might take me a minute to figure out. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> it's I know I've told the story before releasing the New Year's Chinese lanterns. Into yes, the I remember you telling it. Yeah, uh, that story. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure a lot of times that is what it is. You know, you see something like that and you kind of sort of. But yeah. I, I do know people that have seen pretty significant stuff now, mm -hmm. you know, one thing in this area we're we're very close to the Wright Pat Air Force Base too. And so like a lot of people saw the stealth when it was flying and thought it was a UFO because it looks so different from other aircraft and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of experimental aircraft that Yeah. Weather balloons. Was, yeah, exactly. You the know. amount of weather balloons that NOAA shoots up into the atmosphere to track stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, the Pentagon budget is so huge. Like they could be doing, if you've ever read, uh, you know, the the book about about the Pentagon, I think uh, Pentagon, I think it's called the Pentagon's Brain. It's about DARPA and, and all that stuff. It's amazing all the money that they have. So much money they can like say, oh, let's do this for a couple months and spend millions of dollars, and they do all of this. Sometimes, you know one could argue stupid research, but mm -hmm. you know, they have so much money they could probably test almost anything. They mm -hmm. could put that money to better use by putting it in my bank account. Well, I was going to say just for good healthcare would be nice. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of men who stare at goats. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the type of stuff they spent money on. Yeah. Yep. I, you know. I've seen, it's hard to believe that was an actual thing. Oh no. It's not I hard to believe it. Yeah. I mean, up until They're... fairly recently, they had the paranormal, the uh, parapsychology labs. Mm -hmm. So they were really trying to figure out if uh, you can really astral project and stuff or spying missions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Did, they, did right. they find any? No, nothing hard no. enough, which is why yeah. it was all ended. It used yeah. to be out of Duke University. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah, it, there was a few different universities. Lloyd Auerbach is one of the last parapsychologists that were trained through the government and through the university system. Oh, He's wow. actually Dr. Wow. Lloyd Auerbach and mm -hmm. uh, extremely right. dry man to listen to speak, mm -hmm. but has lived an interesting life. Huh. You got it, Fred? Well, thereabouts. I, it dropped off my thing because it was in October. Um, mm -hmm. So it was around the 6th or the 7th of October. And okay. I think both those days. Because, yeah, so that's Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and then came back the other way to Salt Lake City. So to San Jose to Lincoln. Yeah. So, yeah. The, 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 the second one was the 8th. So I think it's the 6th and the 8th, if I'm not mistaken and okay. uh, and it was somewhere around late at night um 10 30 11 o'clock at night okay i'm going to assume eastern time uh yeah okay exciting yeah well i'll look through the logs and see if anybody reported anything in that Lake well, I know my, I, I know my co-pilot did, um, mm -hmm. and I, I'll send him a text and see if he got any yeah. info. We can always uh, add stuff in post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, so. yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. I know it's so cool. You know, I can't I can't believe you waited this long to tell me, man, friend. Although I haven't seen much of you lately. Oh, so. it's been a month, Jen. Jeez. <laughs> I used to see them every week and then COVID happened and yeah. life stuff happened. So it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to pin them down anymore Yeah, with the kids and their schedules and all that. So, right. and yeah. I never know when you're going to be home. Yeah. Well, thank you, Fred. This was great. Yeah. Well, thank you. For, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Wish I could give you more know? information, but. <laughs> no, no, that's this is a lot. This Actually, is a lot yes, of it's a lot. That's why I said you should come on because not most people do not have that amount of detail mm -mm. or that yeah. perspective. Yeah, most of the time yeah. people are seeing it from the ground, not from yeah. the sky. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's pretty high up there. Yeah, yeah, and you also have the professional eyes to make judgments for height and speed and yeah. when things are not performing as they normally predictively do yes. which yeah. us normies on the ground were like gee bob that looks like a flying ball like yeah. <laughs> it's a higher yeah. Level something yeah 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 it, yes yeah, it's, it's a chinese yeah, well, that I, I, um, I just texted the uh, the other pilot i was flying with and he told me that uh, uh if i if you heard anything about it and they said now a lot of people uh I told a lot of people about him and nobody knows anything. And a few friends think I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> the reporting center, there are multiple reports that are almost identical to what we saw. Oh, and okay. some from the Middle East. Uh, that's what he says. Okay. So I guess we're yeah. not the only one that, that, that could very possibly be some sort of military technology that we're not aware of. That's, that's, that's the more likely scenario. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, that, that's true. That sounds like that. I mean, there's that smart logic. Well, I was thinking there's probably a lot of reason why people would be training their, med you know, their military technology. Yes, especially right now. But it's a lot of the time, especially when I was an active paranormal investigator, 
usually it was an Occam's razor thing. It's this is the most obvious thing that it was. It's not a ghost. It's rats or a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> or oops, you a may have player. too much carbon monoxide or dioxide <laughs> in your house. You may want to get a meter and open a window or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> or hey, pal, you're on drugs. Yes. Like, there's a lot of other explanations before we just jump immediately to the paranormal but it's always good to know like to share these stories because then other people can know that if they see something they can say something and somebody will listen and uh well and especially from people like fred who who are not given to flights of fancy mm -hmm. yeah. So. yeah 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 exactly so, apparently there's plenty of other reports about the same kind of thing that we've seen so oh interesting okay. So I guess eventually, maybe one day we'll have some answers. Yeah, maybe in like <laughs> 50, 70 years. Yeah. Well, you'll be years. gone, Fred. Somebody on their, somebody on their deathbed. Well, thank you, Fred. Thank you yeah, for joining. Thank Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me. Have a great night. Thanks, Fred. Bye. I'll see you later. Yeah, that was really interesting. I will have to look up the MUFON records to see what has been reported. And then we'll report back in a later, later episode uh, if anything I'm sure if his co-pilot was saying that there was other people who had witnessed things, we'll find more yeah. information. But well, the two, two things that got me about his story was one, the way the lights were moving, mm -hmm. and two, that he wasn't he and his co-pilot weren't the other only people mm -hmm. that saw yeah. it. Other other pilots did. Yeah, so. maybe somebody yeah, else filmed it too. Maybe. Who knows? Like we, we can dig a little bit and see what was reported, and uh, yeah, that was that was an amazing story. I like having it from a different vantage point too. Thank you, yes. Jen, for bringing sure. Fred onto the show, and and this is my obligatory to all of our listeners. If you have seen UFOs, please write in. You can write it into hometownhauntedmail at gmail .com or join our Facebook group and uh, share your stories there. So and we're always hearing from new listeners, so there's yes. no excuses. Yes. Thank you to all of our new listeners that we got in 2023. We did nothing but grow this year, which is fantastic news. I was looking through all the analytics, some of the background information about how the show is made. We look at the background and from the information where who's listening and what are they listening to? Burnett Woods by far and away was the most popular episode, episode 75. It doesn't surprise me at all because it has such a, a large amount of lore around it. It does. And boy, howdy, it was 76% more listened to than any other show oh, wow. that we've produced. And we've now produced 94 episodes. Yeah. So, well, with the college right there, I can imagine a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of people. Oh, familiar. there were so many legends about it yeah. when I was in school, even. Like, they, it was supposedly very dangerous. Like, they told you yeah. not to walk there by yourself. Yeah. If you're a I woman or any person, and, you know, it had a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, rumors. Yeah. So, as we tick closer to 100 episodes, I do have a call out for all of our listeners. I have not talked to you two about this, but I would love for suggestions. For shows for us to do, I know one of them is Cults of Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'm still researching that. It is surprisingly difficult to find information. <laughs> so that was an interesting interview with Fred. 
if I, like I said earlier, if any one of our listeners has their own UFO stories to share, you can share it at on our Facebook group and at hometown haunted mail at gmail.com. You can also follow us at Cincy cabinet of curiosities on Instagram and join our hometown haunts, Facebook group. And of course it doesn't have to just be UFO stories. You send us, it can be any paranormal or strange history that you have from your neck of the woods. You can also find our podcasts at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And of course, you can watch our show feed on YouTube. Just find us by searching for Hometown Haunts on all of your different podcast listening devices. And please take a moment to rate and review us on those platforms so other spooky lovers just like yourself can find the show. Link in the show notes, of course. So... This was a very exciting episode. Thank you, Jen, for bringing Fred onto the show. And Thank you for having him. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So for Christina and Jen and myself, good night and stay spooky. Bye-bye. Bye.